HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. For a live broadcast on heritageradionetwork.com. Stay tuned for a live broadcast on heritageradionetwork.com. for a live broadcast on heritageradionetwork.com. Stay tuned for a live broadcast on heritageradionetwork.com. For a live broadcast on heritageradionetwork.com. Stay tuned for a live broadcast on heritageradionetwork.com. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America. From border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning 
the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. Television, television. And now, here they are to pluck the low-hanging fruit of the literati. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Welcome to our special Mother's Day Dirty show. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the helter skelter booking that goes on here. How are we going to make the segue, Judy, from our moms to uh, our our guest today, um, Jeffrey Michelson, who is a founder of Puritan Magazine and has a new book out, Laura Meets Jeffrey. How well, are we going to make that segue, McGuire? We're going to start with your mom calling in from a golf course in Florida. Uh, I think she's in New Jersey now. Oh, okay. Actually, it's much more temperate in it's New the, Jersey. Jew, the Jews come north um, right, right about this time in May, and I think I believe she's in New Jersey now. And I can't believe you talked me into booking my mom on the well, show. Well, Mike, I would book my mother except for my mommy's dead. Which brings us to our first guest. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a great day for segues. I'm feeling it now. Miss <laughs> Deborah Ziss, whose mother is also passed. Yes, it's, it's sad but true. Sad but true. And uh, I believe your, your mother's death was a lot more recent than my mom. Actually, would you believe it's going to be the 10th year anniversary oh. already? Yeah. I'm 20, but... Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's how how time flies. It really does fly. Yes, wow. Yeah. Um and her and Deborah's mom was also named Roberta, so it sort of made yes. sense that we do our brunch here. And I always wanted to um open a restaurant called Roberta Lou's that served pizza, but I guess I'll never be able you to may, do you, you may have manifest this place. So tell, tell us about this, this brunch of which you speak. Well, it's um we've only done it once before and we did it at a beer garden. Um, our friend Linda also lost her mom. So, and, you know, Mother's Day can get kind of depressing when your mother's dead. So you thought you'd get really drunk and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did. We, you know, I, I usually opt for, like, I, I think I'm going to get drunk and then I just stuff my face and drink a little bit. Uh, but, this, yeah. That's going to change today's this. <laughs> well, I'm already, like, you know... Yeah, you're already, I'm there, on the so. Diet Coke. Mick is on the di- Diet Coke and she's drinking beer already. I'm, I'm well, losing let, up. Yeah. Let's flip the switch. This is supposed to be an uplifting show. <laughs> but it is uplifting to remember your mom on the you know on Mother's Day yeah absolutely I, it, it actually brings only good memories well that's that's good, yeah. that's good to hear yeah I mean what are you gonna it's a, and it is more pleasant than booking a brunch you know a serious honor your mother brunch so well I think one good thing is I don't believe my mom actually know, believes the show exists <laughs> <laughs> I tell her it's all just like, a ruse. Uh, I just, I'm sorry, Sunday, I'm going to do my radio show. Radio show? What's that? Mom, it's a radio show. Um, but then again, with when my books came out also, she's like, I mean, books you know, that you buy in the store? Do you have a publisher for those books? <laughs> do they pay you? <laughs> my mom is a saint. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And I I've love her dealing. That's the, that's, that's the story. And I'm st- hey, you're going to get to talk to her. You're going to get to meet her. This is like my, where my worlds collide. <laughs> does, she, does she have a Jersey accent? She, uh, well, you could be the judge. She's not really a Jersey girl. She's not, you know, what, what, will. Where is she from originally? My mom's from uh, Connecticut, Waterbury, okay. Connecticut. Um, and she's named Sarah Lee, so she must have like a waspy accent. No, no. Sarah Lee, her name, which um, I always thought was a very pretty name, was actually she had two cousins, Sarah and Lee. It was my grandfather, Hyman Drubner, which is a good old school name. You yeah. don't hear a kid. His name Hyman Drubner too often anymore. I think if your um, name was Hyman, now, it, it was it was his idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd get the shit kicked out of you totally. on the ground, more or less. Um, I had the idea to put them to run them together and Sarah Lee. Uh, we have we have a call. Oh, oh excellent! Oh my god! Are you going to introduce me? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so excited. Hi, mom. You on the line? Hi, Michael. Hi, Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. So you're Thank on the you. air, you're on the air on the Mike and Judy show. Let me introduce you to the other most important woman in my life, Judy, <laughs> Judy McGuire. How are you doing? Hi, Judy. How are you? I'm fine. Happy Mother's Day. 
So thank you so much. So since Mike is lucky enough to have a mom still, I wanted to just um, ask you a couple questions. When um, I when my my mom passed about twenty years ago, and I was working at High Times, and I think she was happy that I had a job, but <laughs> deeply depressed about where it was. How Here did we, you feel about Mike working for a drug magazine? Here we go. <laughs> he he knows I wasn't too happy. I probably felt the same way your mom did. Also, happy he was employed, but not happy. <laughs> not happy there. <laughs> but I mean, his books. You must be happy about those. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm thrilled. <laughs> his latest one. Oh, okay. Bestseller. Absolutely thrilled about the latest one. Good. Um, so, so what was Mike? What? Let's talk about raising Mike. What did you pick up? What, where do you think he went wrong? Wait. <laughs> did you say where I went wrong? <laughs> What was he like as a kid? Could you have predicted that he would become a drug magazine czar, pornography guy? Oh, man. Penning bestsellers? Certainly not. Certainly not. You'll have to excuse me one minute. I'm on a golf course and I'm holding somebody up, so I have to move off to the side. Do you have to go hit hit the ball? I'm in the middle of playing golf. No, I'm not going to hit. I'm going to sit out this hole so I can talk to you, but I can't hold the people in back of me up. This woman is a okay, saint, I'm, I'm okay telling now. you. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. She did everything right. It was I who took a turn off the path. Well, you have two straight, very straight and narrow sons, I believe, don't you? The twins. I have straight and narrow. I'm a straight and narrow mom. <laughs> so he just, he just you was... Know, let me tell you something. The twins, they were a little more straight and narrow than Michael, but they weren't so straight and narrow either. No, they were trouble. So they gave me, they gave me a run for my money, just like he did. Really, I've been running a lot. I think I thought I've been keeping their secrets all these years because I know lots of stuff about those, those, <laughs> those preppy little cream puffs. <laughs> I probably know, a, I probably know a lot too. But we're gonna, we're gonna have to sit down and have that conversation sometime, Mom. I think I think we're ready for it. Ra- I mean, raising three boys must have been rough. I mean, boys are hard. Did you ever wish that you had a daughter? True. I always wanted a daughter, but I was happy that I had three healthy boys, and they're all doing well, so I'm happy. One of my goals is to find Mike a wife. What would you like to? Fi- what would you like me to look for in a wife for Mike? I don't know. You sound awfully nice. <laughs> I'm spoken for, unfortunately, and Mike dated uh, one of my friends, so he's forever off limits. But so, so oh, does she goodness. have to be Jewish? She just has to make him happy. Aww. Aww. I love your mom, Mike. Me too. Thank you so much for taking time out of the golf course to talk with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. It was nice speaking with you, and have a great day. Happy Mother's Day. All right. Thanks so much. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I'll call you tonight. I'm I'm going back to golf. (laughs) Have fun. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Well, all right. I like your mom. I like my mom. She just has to make you happy. That was good. Yeah. Mama's on good behavior today. <laughs> I liked her voice. She had, Ma- she had a very youthful voice. Mom's very youthful. She's, she's out on the golf course. I mean, yeah, she's kicking fantastic. ass. She won some golf tournament last week. I mean, she's in better shape than anybody in this room. That's I guarantee amazing. you. She totally plays like, impressed. you know, she wins tennis tournaments. She's like 72. She's winning tennis tournaments. Does she wear those cute little outfits? She, she does. She does. <laughs> Mama's hot back in the day, you know? I'm sure your mom is still pretty hot. How my dad pulled a woman like that, I have no, no, no clue <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> was he not so hot? No, not so much. Uh, did he have, did he have 
have charisma? No. (laughs) (laughs) Did he have lots of money? (laughs) Uh, Not then. I don't know. I guess he had what they call potential. We'll talk about him on the the Father's Day episode. You guys can have me back for that. I'm really really good. Well, well, my my father died recently. He passed just about a year ago uh, now. But, um, you know, it's it's good. We didn't get along very well, my father and I. We did not have a healthy relationship, which is in its own way is better because I have, like, real closure because he was so mean to me when he died that I don't have to go walking around wondering what if anymore. I mean, he was very clear that he did not approve of my life, of what I do, of my accomplishments as modest as they may be, they were just not, not, not for him. Whereas my mom, I think, is a little bit more um, circumspect. If that's you know, the at word some I'm point you have to, you have to let go and let your child be themselves. I mean, you're a grown man; like you should, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear you, that. You own an, an apartment. You have a job. You've written books, including a bestseller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did that for your mother. Yeah, I, I only wish my father was alive to see it. Oh. <laughs> Jack, you getting your mom on the phone today too? We love Jack's mom. She'll be she'll be here. Oh, oh, oh all right. When she comes by, bring bring her in. Yeah. Um, and the meanwhile, too. Oh Sorry, my three grandma, generations yeah. of Inslees? Yeah. Oh, this is a blue ribbon day. They are Barones. They're Sicilian. Are you oh. bringing your girlfriend to meet your parents? Oh God, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think Mother's Day is the time for that. Somebody just nodded out on the table. Jack, maybe you want to call nine one one. Seriously, what is with this kid? Well, well, Judy, here's your big opportunity to do the big, the biggest segue in the history of radio broadcasting, going from moms to uh, our our first um, guest here, author um, Jeffrey Mickelson, who's the founder of Puritan Magazine. Well, I've thought I thought a lot. Know. I've thought a lot about this segue because. I ha- I actually heard my parents having sex once. Have you oh. heard your mom having sex? Like? <laughs> my friend, another fr- never, never. A fr- another friend of mine. After her mother passed, what is a saint? She does not have sex. <laughs> she she had sex at least twice. Mike's brothers are twins, but um, <laughs> they, they, they they may not have been. I think they're from outer space, frankly. <laughs> I think but, we can see a picture of them later on. Okay, we'll we'll find them. Our, our mothers. We clearly have, don't have the same DNA though. <laughs> had sex lives. You know, I your mother. Your mother actively has a sex life, being athletic, um, playing tennis. I'm sure she plays a lot of things. She probably has an, a rich sex life with her her new husband, newish. Well, no, he's okay. nothing new about that. Kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now we, her. <laughs> and now we see oh, like uh, um, <laughs> the Fifty Shades of Grey, like the mommy erotica is well, out. Well, the, the worst actually was um, when I had to watch my mom dating. After my parents got divorced, and oh, these guys yeah. would come around the house, these would be suitors, you know, mostly pretty square Jewish dudes, you know, um, with with gold chains. It was, uh, you know, the early eighties, late seventies. Oh, oh man, it was Lord. rough. It was rough. I just wanted to chase them away. You know, I wanted you know? my mother to date when she got divorced because I was like, God, you spent all this time with this dud. You know what I right, mean? Right. Like, and then in retrospect, as an adult, I'm like, oh, I can't even imagine. Like, like she spared me. My know, dad was- dated. My dad went on a date with someone I went to high school with. <laughs> And I wrote a story about it for Mademoiselle. That was the only good thing. I don't think he got very far. But yeah, my dad... Never mind. (laughs) He's remarried happily. But yeah, so so just because you've given birth doesn't mean you don't have an active sex life. So after we have the Midway song, is it time for that yet? Just about. Um, Anytime you want, just push the button. Jack will play that song for you anytime you like. (laughs) (laughs) Hit it, Jack. Then we'll be back with Jeffrey to talk about dirty stuff. All right. I love dirty stuff.
Okay, we're back here on the Mike and Judy Show celebrating Mother's Day. We're broadcasting live from Roberto's in Bushwick on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm here with our great guests, um, Jeffrey Michelson, author of the new book, Laura Meets Jeffrey, which is both sides of an erotic memoir, and also helping us celebrate Mother's Day. Miss Deborah Ziss, illustrator extraordinaire. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get right to this book. We've gone through uh, Fifty Shades of Mother's Day. <laughs> let's get to the dirty stuff. Jeffrey, welcome on the show. You really expect me to pick up the ball after dead mothers, <laughs> mean fathers. Pick up the ball. And listening to your parents have sex. Yes. And now it's me. Do, have you ever heard your parents have sex? Uh, or walked in on anything inappropriate? No, not walked in. I, I did hear them occasionally. Yeah. I was rooting for them, though. <laughs> life-affirming. Yeah, I thought that's good. I was really grossed out. I just have to say, this is the one time where, uh, you know, single-parent upbringing really helps you out. (laughs) I've never seen them hold hands. Wow. Wow. No, me neither. Me neither. That's, yeah. Oh, no, my father, to this day, my father's coming up to 92, my mother's coming up to 91, he can't keep his hands off her. Oh, that's really nice. That's That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shut us the fuck right up! All right, let's let's, 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 let's talk. About, yeah, let, let, let's, talk. let's sell some books. Let's, all right, let's sell some books. Um, well, I was such a big fan of Puritan Magazine. I think Puritan Magazine is one of the great things in the history of Thank publishing. You. Thank I you. really do have it in great esteem. For those of you, you youngsters in the audience who don't remember Puritan, you can't imagine a better produced, high scale, high quality porn magazine that looked like it was some joint venture between. You know, National Geographic and Industrial Light and Magic. Uh, I mean, was, oh, thank you. You know, it cost like twenty five dollars on the newsstand, and it was worth every fucking penny. The stuff that you guys had was, you know, seven women dressed like aliens being, you know, fucked up the ass with turkey basters. It was, oh, I love you, know, that one. you know, you know. Plus, in between all this like crazy pornography, like that's, hardcore. That's bullshit. Glorious. There were no turkey basters. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. But in between all the stuff was stories by Norman Mailer. I believe Terry Southern was in there. I think I recall sure. something by Joseph Heller one time. It was crazy. This like. High level, Gay Talese was in there. This high level of like literati in with like the most abject but well produced smut imaginable. Now, how did you make that formula work? Um, I had come from uh, being the designer for Apple Records for a number of years and had run into a number of really great photographers who were high up in the rock and roll world who had this itch to do porn. Mm-hmm. And so when I started the magazine, I just connected to all these brilliant photographers who were just waiting to get someone to give them money to play with vaginas on their camera and it went that's the way it went i mean the photography was a lot better than like now we have terry richardson who i fucking hate Do you know? <laughs> i don't know well ron raffaelli who did the front cover of hot rocks the rolling stones mm-hmm. album that i helped put together he ended up going from the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin into being a brilliant pornographer. So I connected with him, and I had a couple of other f- friends who were just terrific at it. And w- what I did was, there was this guy I met who wanted me to do a magazine, and he said, I want you to do a hardcore hustler. And I said, I'm much too middle class for that. I mean, that would be like a working class idea. But I could do like a hardcore Playboy. And at that time, there were no hardcore newsstand magazines. That's right. We were the first one. As a matter of fact, 
when we tried to get distribution, we were self-published. And uh, all I can tell you is we went to try to get distribution in New York. The mafia turned me down. Wow. <laughs> Prudes. That's, well, that, that's pretty low, isn't Well, hardcore it? was a thing. If you, if you recall, um, it really was, it was a game of inches. Uh, hardcore, when I worked in the 80s, um, the rule was no uh, erections and no penetration. And an erection was anything that was more than 45 degrees from the body. Okay, and seriously, and there were guys, these like nebbishy pornographers walking around my office with protractors trying to say, can we use this or can't we? Okay, really, cutting it that, that fine. Penetration was absolutely verboten, and penetration was, if you can't see the girl's fingernail, it's penetration. Okay, now, of course, you know, it's, it's with the Wild West out there, anything goes. And that um, internet. Did, 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 did Puritan take advertisements? No, we had a, um, a, um, a catalog. Anyway, my book is just after Puritan, <laughs> right after Puritan. Mm-hmm. Um, I left uh, Puritan after I, start, I I was there for about 10 issues and the first couple of years and then decided it was time to go do other things. And I took off a couple of years. And there was one day I, had, I was doing some design work for somebody and had collected a bunch of cash. And I was walking in the streets in the morning and I was horny and I decided... There was this whorehouse that I had been to before, mm-hmm. a really upscale, nice whorehouse on Madison Avenue and 50th Street. And I went up there and I, f- lock- when you go to a whorehouse, you take a look at all the girls. And the madam had said to me, we got a girl that you're going to absolutely love. She's crazy and she's an artist just like you. And she came in and I did. I just saw her and I fell for her. And we had sex there and we both fell in love with each other mm-hmm. at that moment. Well, that's a dicey proposition, falling in love with a working girl, right? Uh, absolutely. How do you, now, how do you know that's happening? Because it's her job to make you feel that. That's it's. I wrote about that in the book. Yeah. How do I know? Is this me? Is this just me? Is it really her? And then she want it. It went through a number of stages, and then uh, she called me and she said, "I can't stop thinking about you. I want to be with you." And this book is about the next three and a half years we spent together. That's quite the adventure. Yeah, well, she was sliding into S&M at that time, uh-huh. and she was way into drugs, and the bottom line is, this was a woman who wanted to be gang-banged and whipped by as many men as possible, and if I wanted to keep her, it was my job to produce it. Wow. So I had to paint her sex fantasies with humans, <laughs> and that's, about, that's what the book's about, about living with this woman, and... I guess, you know, I was naturally dominant, so it was really easy just to slide into being um, a master, because I kind of liked it anyway, and it's Pavlovian, you know, if you, I wasn't, I hadn't been into whipping a woman, woman, but if you whip a woman, and your dick gets hotter, then that says, oh, this is good, let's do it again, and if she gets hotter, so this kept getting hotter and hotter and fuckier and... That's what the book's about. You know, it's a crazy. It's a crazy thing. I'm not sure I would be comfortable, um, you know, in, in that position. It's weird. I'm still, as much as I like to deny it, I'm prone to certain petty jealousies. Maybe they're not so petty, but sexual jealousy. And if the woman that I was dating was like being whipped and gangbanged, being gangbanged by a lot of guys, you know, I don't know that I could be comfortable with that. I know that it's professional. I know that it's cold. I have a pretty healthy, non-judgmental attitude when it comes to sex. I like to get my freak on as much as uh, the next ho- as, as much as the next host of the Mike and Judy show. Um, <laughs> but, well, I wrote about that. But, you I know, about but, it, but it does open up a, a lot of weird emotions and, and psychological quandaries. 
it was easy for me because I had come from a swinging lifestyle, okay. which I write about in the book. The book is about the years 1980 to 1984, and there are a couple of flashbacks going back to 1971 about my first orgy and then my second orgy because I fell in love with somebody at my first orgy who I then, when I went to the second orgy, all of a sudden you go to an orgy with someone you love, and there's the person you love with another man's dick in her mouth, and you are programmed to kill him and her. And you have to psycho-cybernetically reprogram yourself. And then all of a sudden you're into digging, watching her get getting taken. I don't think I'm capable of... I'm or, not there. Well, I'm yeah, a, no, I, then you're not a swinger, I'm and that's okay, too. I'm 100% too. capable of that. Like, well... 87% capable. <laughs> I believe, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I, know. I, I, I can be jealous about a lot of things, but I... I yeah, you know, not, it's, if, if, it's, if it's kind of making the other person happy... That's exactly what I feel. I never yeah, had, I'm from petty. that moment, we, <laughs> I never had any jealousy after that. I've never been hung up sexually. Like, I, I feel like if that person is yours, ultimately... They'll come back. What's the harm? How did we become the provincial ones in this room, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> We're usually the slutty drug takers. <laughs> you know, and if my mom's still listening, you know, the question is, well, why is it Michael, still, why is it Michael married? Maybe put to no, start no, relief. They, they told me, they said, go on, you'll like them. They're a bit prudish, but you'll, <laughs> you, you, you'll get along with them. My mother isn't listening, so I can say anything <laughs> She's spinning in her kugel right now. Oh, she knew uh, Spinning in her kugel? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Judy, Judy dabbles in the Jew. I dabble. As I say, um, I talk about Puritan and some of these things in, in my last book, Dirty, 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 uh, is that one nice thing about being an adult is that most of the pe- uh, petty jealousies go away because we all have pasts. It's one thing when you're 20 and your g- girl's kissing another guy and neither of you have really been around that much. By the time you're 25, 30, especially when you get to our superannuated status. <clears throat> um, Older than 30. Yeah. Just a, uh, me, uh, 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 not you, me and Mike. Yeah, we're, we're on the wrong side of forty, had you noticed? But we have past, we have history, so it's really it's, it's hard to be jealous about someone's ex boyfriend or their ex husband and or, or what have you. It's nice, it's very liberating. If you want to live with two women, though, if you want to live with two women or be in bed with three women at a time, you have to be open enough to allow the paradigm for that to exist in for her too. See, I just get so irritated living with one person. I can't imagine. I mean, I love Spiro, but like two more of him, I would yeah, like I shoot know. myself. Some days it's like that. <laughs> and just Some all the talking you must have to do to negotiate. No, it's like when a- you get older and you have two women, they talk to each other and keep each other busy and you get more free time. Oh. This sounds very much like Mormonism. Um, <laughs> I guess at some level. Yeah, w- without the Christ part. You know, now that you think about it, well, I think I would like uh, Mitt Romney more if he had many wives. I would not like Mitt Romney. If he was a more. swinger, there's nothing. No, like, there's nothing that can make you like Mitt Romney more. Maybe if he died at the top of yeah. his car and go on a road. Yeah, he's a horrible person. <laughs> and then Obama <laughs> ate it. <laughs> he could he could have afforded a separate limo for that dog. And then the dog. But no, he yeah. didn't. No. He put it. All right, it. let's listen to Costa. He dragged the dog out behind his car. He tied it to a rope and dragged him out behind his the car. Dog shat I, down. I, I, I know. <laughs> it was probably you know, it, was, it was probably some like deluxe not, Winnebago thing no. for a dog. Don't stick up for your boyfriend, Mitt Romney. I wish he had more than one wife, though. His grandfather had like twelve of them. So twelve wives. Yeah. And his his father was a failed presidential candidate too. One oh, yeah. basic He's, wife is great with an occasional visit. Like I like, yeah, an occasional visit. Like every two or three months, I spend two weeks with two women. 
what about what about their enough. extras? Like, do they get like extra dudes? Whatever they want, absolutely. Uh, what, yeah. what about what about disease? I mean, does this concern? Well, we're close. I tell you what, that's one of the things I, I write about in the book. Um, my girlfriend at that during that period in the seventies, we went to I don't know three hundred orgies. And never got anything, mm-hmm. not one thing ever. Well, you probably built up such a like a tolerance. <laughs> well, no, if you if you're in a collection of people and they're all clean, it doesn't matter how much sex you have because no one's going to be able to transmit anything. But know, one in four is, people has yeah. like one herpes now. Yeah, now. now that's why this book is interesting to so many people because it's about an era. Yeah, that 84 ended. is that's like what Norman Mailer wrote. AIDS. He said there was a 15 year window between the pill and AIDS. And that, that's what this book is about. And by the way, the name of the book is Laura Meets Jeffrey. And where it's can a, we buy this? It's available as an ebook everywhere right now. The trade paperback is coming to Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com and my website, LauraMeetsJeffrey.com, early June. And then there's a leather-bound... Um, a leather-bound hardcover coming in late June. So where's, where's Laura now? Laura lives in uh, Pennsylvania, and she's a jewelry designer with uh, three kids and has a wonderful life and a long marriage and is... I I, I could pass a a lie detector test. She's the best mother I ever met. Do you have any kids? No. Never wanted them? Um, No, I never did. I never felt bad that I didn't want kids, but I felt bad that I didn't feel bad. Yeah, it's funny how that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought, like, what's wrong with me uh, in terms of my evolutionary projection? Wow, double reverse guilt. Yeah. That's very Jewish. It's very Catholic, yeah. too. Oh, and, and there wasn't a lot of it. A lot of Jewish guilt? No, the, yeah, I didn't have a lot of guilt. I just once in a while I would feel bad that I didn't feel bad, you know, twice a year yeah. for three minutes. Yeah, well, guilt, <laughs> guilt, guilt cannot be part of the cocktail for this lifestyle. It's, it'll, it'll kill you. Yeah, no, no. I have um, very little. I don't know what I, I can't think of any. I have no very little shame, very little guilt, and it wasn't my choice. It was just the way I came out. Yeah, I personally find guilt as a concept that I really don't want, want to embrace. I really abhor the concept of guilty pleasure. I, I don't get that. There's some sort of irony there that I just don't get. I mean, yeah, anything that makes it me comes happy, with I'm not Catholics right. get it. They, they get large lumps of it, and. Um, McGuire, what's the difference between Jewish guilt and Catholic guilt? I really don't. I really well, we have the original sin, so we're born guilty. Yeah. So that's. I think that's the only thing I can think. Yeah, of. Yeah. My people managed to get away scot free, being chosen and all that. Right. Yeah, but you had to get circumcised. Chosen for what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, hey, but the Moyle did a nice job. Okay. So I hear. Okay. Sarah and, Lee, and, only <laughs> secondhand information. <laughs> and when you go wife shopping for me, put that on the CV, would you please? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Guess what? It's been the fastest half hour on the internet today. I can't believe it. Thank you. It was great being here. It's Thanks so much for coming, you guys. It's pleasure for yeah, joining us on, uh, on Mom's Day, De- Deborah, thank and you. so for Mike Edison and Judy McGuire, and Jack Inslee, engineer to the stars. Where's your mom? I want to tell her how much we love you. Yeah, and how I don't pr- know, man. She's pr- not here yet. Because oh, oh. when I see her later, I'm going to tell her what Keep a good boy you are, what a good job you've oh, been thanks. doing, and I think you have a real future in the organization. Just uh, <laughs> keep her away from my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I want to well, Your girlfriend's her. awesome, Jack. We That's love your true. girlfriend. All right, Mike and Judy, broadcasting live I'm on the Heritage Radio Network. We're not playing dance. <laughs> All right. Probably Jewish moms. Tell your children not to hear my words. What they mean, what they say. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. 
You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. Got it.